Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Faith Podcast. My name is Ant Hodges. We're here to discover more about how we need the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our life, whether it's our relationships, our health and wellness, our finances, our careers, our jobs, our businesses, whatever areas of life, we need the Holy Spirit at work. That's why this podcast is here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you haven't already, dive over to spiritfilledfaith.com where we've got resources and devotional content, but also subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to so that you don't miss the interviews, the devotionals, and the thoughts that we bring to help you see that the power of the Holy Spirit is a power that we need in every single day of our lives, in every single moment. I can't tell you genuinely how excited I am to be recording this, the first podcast episode for the Spirit Filled Faith podcast, which is kind of like, we've got our intro episode up, which technically is the first episode, but this is the first kind of talking full episode. And I'm Ant Hodges. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been a Christian since I was the age of 16. Um, Born again into a charismatic evangelical church here in the UK when I was 16 years old, filled with the Holy Spirit. And now at the age of 43, I'm a father of two, married for over 20 years, have a successful business, but more and more each day, I'm finding that I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit in every aspect of my life. The decision-making that I make in my business, the decisions and self-control that I have to exercise with regards to health and wellness and food, worship leading, prayer, my relationship with my wife and my daughters, how I manage my finances, how I use my time to, to rest without it becoming lazy rest, but it becoming rest that's ultimately glorifying to God. I need the Holy Spirit in every aspect. And it says in Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And for me, it's a daily choice. It's a daily choice to stay in step with the Spirit by asking the Holy Spirit to come and to fill me each day. So as I talk through really the journey that we're going to go on, on the Spirit-Filled Faith podcast, and what spiritfilledfaith.com will be all about for you, my prayer is that you hear my heart in this, that you become awakened to the power of the Holy Spirit, the truth of Scripture, that He lives today, that the Holy Spirit has been sent as counsellor, as guide to us as someone who can strengthen us someone who can heal us someone who can enable us to do the things that God is calling us to do so I'm going to cover over the eight areas of life the eight areas that as a master coach I've been coaching a lot of people over the years uh, certified up to master coach level and I use something that a lot of people would use in their coaching journeys as almost like the, the the linchpin for their coaching to help 
people to understand where they're at in life and what things they need to work on and how they can go about um, living a more fuller life. And so I want to use that as a basis and as a framework for us to have interviews, create devotional content, be focused on asking the Holy Spirit to come in. And that is called the wheel of life. There are eight areas that we're going to really look at and we're going to cover. And I just want to unpack for you on this episode just the reason why I think we need the Holy Spirit in all of these areas of our lives and what Scripture says to us. I remember a time when I faced a significant crossroads in my career and in my work. And it was actually prayer and seeking the Holy Spirit guidance that actually led me on the path that I'm on today. So the first area I want to look at is profession. And when we look at profession here at Spiritful Faith, I want to be looking at jobs and careers, volunteer work that we're doing, the ministry that we're called into, and actually how we outwork that that work that we're doing, the toil. You know, we many of us will not be farmers, and we're not out toiling the soil. Some of you may be listening are farmers, which is awesome. But I wanted to use that metaphor because actually. We, we've moved a lot further away from the agricultural age and a lot of us tend to find ourselves flying a desk or if we're in retail behind a checkout or if we're in ministry, we find ourselves at the front of meetings and leading seminars and teaching. So in our profession, in our work, how does the Holy Spirit continue to guide us? That choice that I made, for instance, in May 2011, was a choice that was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Before then, I'd had a business and it had been successful and it suffered through the hands of the recession in the 2008-2009 recession. We went significantly into personal debt over it and we really felt, my wife and I, Jack um, is my wife, and we really felt the guiding of the Holy Spirit to not declare bankruptcy and write it all off because I felt something in my spirit to say, that I needed to pay that debt off. There were mistakes that we made in that first business. There were things that we didn't do that would enable us to be as successful as we could have been. And we got distracted by a few different things along the way in terms of that success and what we were doing and what we were building. And I think for me, the Holy Spirit really just spoke to us clearly and spoke to us both independently and we felt both at peace about those decisions and it was in the may of 2011 that despite the debt repayments that we were paying off that it was time to go my own way again it was time to set up in business again because i wasn't feeling that i was being used to my fullest potential i wasn't feeling that i was in that space that god wanted me to be i wasn't operating from a business perspective, I was operating very much from an employee perspective, but I felt God called me into the business world to model something of doing business differently to those around me. So the focus on profession as our first part of Spirit-Filled Faith will cover some of the journey that you will also be going through as a business owner or as an employee or as a volunteer or as a ministry leader. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Whether it's our business, our job, our ministry, it can be easy to get caught up in ambition and worry. Those two things for me were the things that really I had to fight. I wanted to be ambitious, but I needed to be ambitious for him. Not for myself, not for fame and for glory and big bank balances, ultimately for his glory. And worry came in when things weren't going so great and there was a huge amount of debt to pay and finances weren't great and there were challenges with clients and there were challenges with projects. And I get that with in maybe a job, you might feel like the job is not as secure as it could be because you can see some stuff happening. But the Holy Spirit invites us to trust in God's plan for our career and our business, seeking his direction in every decision and trusting that he guides our steps towards fulfillment and purpose. There's a call for us to have faith. And as it says, Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Let's have faith in him, in God, and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to guide us. Area two in life that really I do want to touch on quite a lot within our discussions here at Spiritual Faith is going to be around prosperity and money. It's a subject that I find crazy that a lot of Christians struggle to talk about, yet it's one of the most talked about subjects in the New Testament. It's one of the most talked about subjects that Jesus talks about himself. I know for me there was that season of financial uncertainty in my life. It felt like things like tithing and giving were more of a leap of faith than ever, but we needed to be honourable to what God talks about in terms of us giving. But it was this act of trust that I saw God's provision in a miraculous way when we were struggling at our lowest point, where we were paying that debt off from that previous business. And God provided in every single way. Malachi 3.10 challenges and com comforts us with the words, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour down on you a blessing until there is no more need. Money is the one area that God says, put me to the test. Put me to the test. And I can just feel it in my spirit right now. It's so exciting the journey that I've been on over the last 20 odd years in business because there have been so many times that I've had to put the Lord to the test. I've had to bring the whole tithe, my whole giving to him and trust him. And prosperity from a worldly perspective is not the same as prosperity from a godly perspective. The Holy Spirit will guide us in our finances not just in stewardship and generosity, but also trusting God for prosperity. He teaches us that our security doesn't come from wealth, but our relationship with God. So the Holy Spirit needs to be at work 
in our financial decisions, in our saving for a rainy day attitude. And sometimes saving for a rainy day is not the way in which we need to do it, but that's the worldly way. What do we need to do? We need to be looking at how we can be more generous, how we can steward the resources that he gives us, how we can be the generous people that God has called us to be. And if we're struggling from a finance perspective, we do need to just continue to bring that storehouse, the offerings that we are called to bring and trust him in all things. Area three of life, physicality. You know, my journey towards better health um, is not just physical, but it is spiritual. Uh, it's a daily reminder for me that I need to get up and I need to fuel my body correctly rather than just eat. I need to hydrate my body correctly, not just drink. And I need to exercise levels of self-control, one of the fruits of the Spirit, self-control over these things. You can't see me on this podcast, but as a six-foot-one guy who's currently weighing probably at least 50, if not 60 pounds more than he should be, and when I say should, you know, the, the average kind of guidance around what we should be weighing, I'm overweight. I would be classified as obese. The journey of my health and my wellness and my physicality has been a journey that I've battled with for years. But in recent months, it's been me going to the Lord and asking for him to fill me with his Holy Spirit and to guide me and to assist me. 1 Corinthians 6 talks about how we need to know that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So verses 19 and 20, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not on your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. It says that in scripture. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 20. So glorify God with your body. Our physical health is a stewardship issue where the Holy Spirit empowers us to take care of the body he's given us. And this includes healthy eating, healthy living, rest, recognizing that our bodies are vessels of worship and service to him rather than just a body that we can use for our own pleasure and for our own desire. I think for me, this battle with food, particularly food for me, and I'm being honest and open here, is got to be guided by the Holy Spirit. I've got to be on it and guided physically by the Spirit to be able to do and empowered and strengthened. And as long as I can got someone to go to, I know I've got the help and support. And as I talked about, if, if he can help me with my finances, why can't he help me with my health? There's only one, I've only got this one body here. And if I can look after it, and if I can be as well as I can be, and I can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be healthy and well, 
I'm going to be in a best place to be able to serve him more. So the desire to serve him more in the things that he's calling me into is part of that decision-making process. And again, asking the Holy Spirit to help me exercise levels of self-control when I kind of go off piste. And it's the stress and it's comfort eating. It's all these kind of things that will send me off on one. But I need to exercise that level of self-control. Area four, people. You know, forgiving someone who has deeply hurt me was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. I'm not going to go into full detail here right now. Maybe it's time for us to, it, there'll be right time for us to share it on another episode or in person at some point. But my first business partner abdicated, I felt abdicated the responsibility for the closing of that business. And I had to deal with it all. There were a lot of life choices and circumstances around that. There was a lot of money that needed to be dealt with and talked about, which he abdicated his responsibility around and I had to deal with, which is why we ended up in that huge amount of debt, personally. It took us nine years to pay that off, but it took me longer to forgive him. It took me longer to get to a point of reconciliation with the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to let it go. And to this day, we still have not been able to talk. He's moved to another country. I've reached out a number of times to try and bring a level of reconciliation, but things have just gone too far, maybe. I still pray to this day, and I'm open with you here right now listening, that God would bring reconciliation. I'm open to that. And that forgiveness is there. But that journey, like I said, was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Colossians 3.13 instructs us, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I read that time and time again when I was trying to go through that process. But it was just words on a page I knew the Bible has truth, but it was words on a page that I really couldn't comprehend. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit that made that scripture come alive. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. He died on a cross for me. He stretched out his arms and he conquered sin and death so that he could have a relationship with me. He gave everything up to forgive me of the sins that I have committed and will commit in my life so that I could be hidden in him. If that scripture is truth, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Why can't I forgive, was what I felt. You know, in our relationships, the Holy Spirit moves us towards forgiveness, love and unity. He works in our hearts to heal wounds, bridge gaps and cultivate deep, meaningful connections with those around us. The area of people is an important part for us to ensure that we have the Holy Spirit in and amongst this. Similar to people, area five is partnership. In my marriage, it's been moments of prayer and seeking God together that have brought us closer and closer together to strengthen our bond. It's actually in Ephesians 5 verses 21 to 33 that 
it paints the most beautiful picture of partnership, especially in verses 25 and 26. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. The Holy Spirit ultimately enriches our romantic relationships, guiding us in love, respect, mutual submission. You know, that's a word that the world doesn't like, submission. I've been to weddings where those vows were changed. You know, the word submit removed, honour and cherish or something. But fundamentally, mutual submission is godly is biblical not just for wives to submit to their husbands but husbands to submit to their wives he teaches us to love as christ loves the holy spirit teaches us and will guide us sacrificially and unconditionally we should be loving our partner and laying down our lives for one another every day in love that's what christ did for us we should be doing the same Area six, I call progress. Learning to lean on the Holy Spirit for wisdom has transformed my personal development journey, turning obstacles into opportunities for growth. And I think for me, one of the areas of contention that I feel like a lot of Christians will often argue is that personal development, self-help books aren't really helpful for the Christian mind. But I feel like they've got their place and what we need to do is look at how we can use them as tools, but still go to God. It actually says in James 1, 5, the promise is that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Personal progress is not just about achievements, goals, ambitions, milestones. It's about growing in wisdom and character. The Holy Spirit is our counsellor and our teacher, guiding us in truth and wisdom and the pursuit of godliness. We need to go to him and we need to ask him for wisdom. But how much has God given in terms of talent and the tools as he almost like downloaded through the Holy Spirit to others out there? There are many personal development and self-help books that I've read who've been written by Christian authors, who people who have led ministries, and I believe are totally led by God to be able to discern what God has given them in terms of wisdom. But I know every single time I read a personal development book or I do a particular course, I've got to weigh it against my spirit. I've got to weigh it against what God wants me to do and to stick true to his scripture there are certainly seminars that i've been in where the seminar leader or the person leading or the coach has actually said do you know what i really feel like we can do this this and this and we've got the power to do this and it just hasn't set right within me but i've been able to go to god i've been able to take the nuggets from that course or from that book that i believe would honor him and run with those so personal development isn't something I believe that we should shun away from as Christians, but it's another tool that we can use. Area seven, called play. Finding joy 
in things like hobbies and leisure. You know, I think for me, particularly even during the COVID and the lockdown periods, I rediscovered a hobby that I had as a child for making airfix models like tanks and planes and stuff like this, World War II stuff. And it was great. It's become a way in which I've been able to worship God and celebrate him. Even going on walks and enjoying nature, the very act of walking across hills that God has created, being able to do those things, enjoy our leisure time, is just immense. Ecclesiastes 3, 12 to 13 reminds us, I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all of their toil. This is the gift of God. So in the things that we eat, the things that we drink and the work that we do and those activities that we find that we do in those moments where we're not working, Rather than idle thumbs, um, you know, getting caught up in those doom scrolling sessions that we can have in social media and things like that. What are the things that we can do to enjoy God's creation, to enjoy the body that he's given us, to enjoy the people that he's got around us by finding under the heading of play the things that we can do to enjoy ourselves. And the final thing. And the final area of life that I really believe that God has to send the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us in, and an area that is so important for me, is place. Creating a peaceful, God-honoring space as home has been a journey for me of inviting the Holy Spirit into every corner of my life. Home is a place where I believe my daughters can come to find rest and solitude. They can come back to to find safety. It's a it's a place where it's a sanctuary where we can find that rest and we can find peace, where we can have times of joy, where we can have those moments of sorrow where we need them and lament. But fundamentally, the places that we find ourselves in need to be places that are built on the foundations of scripture and what God wants us to have so that they honor him in all these things. Psalm 127.1 offers us some wisdom. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. You know, our physical environment, whether it's our, our work, our home it all needs to be under the holy spirit's care he guides us in creating a space that reflects god's peace presence and offers hospitality making them sanctuaries of his love and grace that's what we need as we've explored today the holy spirit desires to be involved in every aspect of our life from our profession to our place of rest to the people around us every single day, to the physical makeup of our bodies. I encourage you to invite him into each area as we've discussed. And what I want to do is I want to just say that the Spirit Filled Faith podcast and the resources that we give will not just be things that I think when I say and what the Holy Spirit is guiding me. I want to be able to bring you guests on this podcast and interview guests on all of these areas of life so that we can hear 
how the Holy Spirit has done a work in their lives through that area of life. So let's just pray for his guidance and presence in all things. Lord, Heavenly Father, I ask that you would just bring the Holy Spirit into play in every aspect of our life. When it's time to get up in the morning, when it's time to step out to work, where it's time to come home and rest, when it's time to go out and enjoy life and your creation, when it's time to make decisions around finances, when it's time to build relationships, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you be in and amongst it all so that you can continue to help us to lead with integrity, to serve with love, and to succeed with humility. Thank you for joining me today on this the kind of intro to Spirit-Filled Faith. I look forward to speaking with you again soon and bringing some friends to this podcast so they can share their thoughts with you also. Thank you so much for joining me on the Spirit-Filled Faith podcast today. My name is Ant Hodges. Dive over to spiritfilledfaith.com Join the community, be part of the family, and get access to other resources that we have available to help you live a spirit-filled life. I look forward to catching up with you on the next podcast. So until then, bye for now.